Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Awesome to be with you guys. Welcome in Wednesday night on Sports Open Live. Uh, we got a lot to do tonight. Uh, we got a lot of time to do it, so that's good. I got some time to play around. We're looking forward to talking a bit of hockey tonight in the lead up to what might be the last game of the year <laughs> for the Blues. I, I hope not. I mean, you know, home ice and all that. Hopefully you come out a little fire and, uh, you know, not be worried about the troll on the other team and, you know, execute a little better. But, I mean, there, there's a lot I want to get into in this hour about the Blues at this point. I mean, um, you know, you're down 3-1 to one against Colorado. And, look, there are a few things that make this more complicated than it would be otherwise. I mean, number one, you're already dealing with an elite team with amazing talent, tremendous speed, right? And on top of that, you don't have your goalie. We'll get into that whole thing a little bit. We really haven't had a chance to get into that uh, on Sports Open Line. But I want to talk a bit about that in the Nazim Kadri um I don't know what do we even call that. Like, uh, I don't know if it's it's. I mean, it's it's an it's an issue. It's a it's a problem. I do have an issue with how I know this happens a lot, but with how Twitter has made it out like you know all of St. Louis turned racist on Nazim Kadri. Which come on, man. I mean, yeah, there were racist jerks who, if we can find out who they are and out them, great. But let's not be like, oh yeah, all of St. Louis is cool with that. Like, no, no, we're not. We're not. It sucks. It's stupid. It's irrational. It's illogical. Nobody's cool with it. That doesn't mean people aren't still angry about the play, even if the play wasn't intentional. Play doesn't have to be intentional to be a penalty, to be controversial. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. Because there are a couple layers there. There's the hockey side to it. And then there's the off-ice side and haven't had a chance to get into that. Uh, Don't want to ignore the Cardinals. In fact, we're going to have all baseball in the 7 o'clock hour. I want to talk about the rotation and Jordan Hicks' place in it. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to read too much into what Oliver Marmol said last night, and I'm going to play some of that next hour because we played it on the postgame last night, and I thought it was pretty clear. It sounds like patience is wearing thin. Now, I'll I'll give Marmol this. One thing I really enjoyed about the way that he messages, the way that he delivers the the thoughts that are in his head, is pretty simple. 
I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard him say. I mean, we we just have to be better. We're we, that's not good enough. We're not going to wait forever. Nobody gets forever, and they've moved on from Paul DeYoung uh, for the time being. I mean, who knows if he earns his way back or not? I mean, that's something that's still to be determined at this point. But the guys that have stepped in in his place are doing the job, right? I mean, the guys that they've gone to. This is another thing. Is like, there's another story. I want to get into this a little bit because I got into a bunch of fights on Twitter the other day. Uh, shocking, I know. Either on my port or the fact that it's Twitter. I mean, we all know that's just how it works. And it's also how I work. So, Never been one to <laughs> say, nope, I don't want to have that argument. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and have the argument. What the hell? But one thing I've actually liked about what they've done so far is that when somebody's not performed in a regular job other people are getting the opportunity to take that job and they have taken them. And that's why you're seeing Juan Yepes every day. And you're seeing Brendan Donovan every day. Uh, and you're seeing no, now that he's up, you're going to see Nolan Gorman every day. That was the idea. They don't want to bring guys up to sit. They want to come up to play. Uh, but I, I, so they've shown, I think mostly appropriate urgency when it comes to that. I do understand the arguments against continuing to give Corey Dickerson at bats. And I actually don't really disagree with that. Um, I don't think you need to cut him. I mean, most teams have guys on the bench that are not hitting incredibly well, which is why they're on the bench. Even the good teams with big payrolls have guys on the bench, you know, with, with crappy numbers. But, you know, that's another thing that as players start to get healthy and come back, there may not be room. So we'll see what that mean, what that leads to down the road. But, but I guess bigger picture here is what I'm trying to get to is the rotation topic, which we'll talk about next hour. They can't be too patient, man. I mean, I, and I, they, they seem to be saying that. I mean, Ollie says that all the time. We don't, we don't, you don't have forever. And that's kind of the theme about Jordan Hicks last night. Like we don't have forever to let him figure this thing out. And, you know, now you do have another starter on the injured list with Steven Matz, so it complicates things a little bit. I still, I still don't know what's wrong with Jake Woodford. And by that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Jake Woodford except that he never gets a chance to start. I don't get it. I mean, when he got a chance to start last year, he did a fantastic job at the end of the year. And he's been passed over every time through for all of these opportunities. And I know he's down at Memphis now. And I'm, you know, the idea that I'm sure there is to start, he's starting down there. He started his two games is to start to lengthen him out because I do think that he's got the chance to be the guy that steps into that Jordan Hicks spot. I don't think Hicks goes anywhere except to the bullpen. I don't think you're not sending him away, but you know, as a reliever who pitches, you know, one inning at a time, maybe. You get away with a high walk rate because you can strike people out, ground ball, double play. But if you're the high walk rate guy and you're throwing 80 pitches, 86 pitches in three or four innings, it uh, doesn't work because you can't be that. I and mean, we saw we saw that last year. So we're going to talk about that later on because that is a problem. And that's actually, again, something that the manager has already spoken about. I want to talk a bit about the lineup moving forward, too, and what we've seen in the month of May uh, and all that. So we got tons of baseball next hour. Next up, though, I want to start with the Blues. I got two separate Blues conversations I want to have tonight. One is hockey tonight. What do we do? Like, what, like just the hockey part. How do you win the game? 
How do you avoid getting steamrolled for periods of time? I mean, we you saw the last game. I mean, there's like a three-minute window. Or, uh, a three-minute window. It was more than that. But, I mean, it felt like every time you, tur- you, you blinked, there was like, oh, Colorado scored again. And, you know, there are periods of time where it looks like the Blues aren't even on the ice. It's almost like a practice session. And I understand it, by the way. I mean, this is not going to be me ripping the Blues. They do need to do things better. They need to possess the puck. They need to be, um, you know, certainly more focused on the game and less focused on their anger. But you guys, we, how long have you watched hockey? If you're a hockey fan, how long have you watched this? I've been watching the, I've been watching the NHL since the 1970s. What happens when teams are getting their ass kicked? They get mad, and then they lash out. It's a hockey thing. It's stupid, but it happens all the time. And you got to stop that if you want to live past tonight. That's what I'm saying. You cannot have Nazim Kadri living rent-free in your head, which he is. And by the way, he's also playing great. <laughs> I mean, he is just destroying you in every way possible. So... I'd, I'd, I'll get to the the whole cadre thing and the controversy surrounding that, and you know, I, 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 there are people around the hockey world I think that are painting with too broad a brush in that regard. Because I think we all agree that any type of threats, any type of racist comments, or in his case, anti-Islamic comments, they're all nonsense. It's all idiots. It's all stupid people that have anger issues and are insecure in their own world. They they don't deserve to be brought into the conversation with the rest of us who don't think those things, who aren't that way, which is like 99.5% of the people that are watching hockey and commenting on social media or whatever. We'll get to that later on. Let's talk about the game tonight. How do you avoid getting your butt kicked? Next up on KMOX. All right, back in on Sports Open Line and Time to talk a little hockey. Let's jump in on tonight, specifically trying to avoid elimination tonight. I mean, the series has not gone well. Um, we 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 can we, we all watch the games. We know the reasons why. I mean, there there are a few like broad strokes, right? We know the Blues are not at one hundred percent. We know that Jordan Bennington got hurt early in the series. I'm going to talk a bit about that play and what's come of it coming up in the next segment. Um, so we we definitely have. A, a situation where your roster is not where you want it to be. You've been, you've been skating most of the series, all of the series with with seven defensemen, which again is not ideal. Uh, you're protecting some guys that have been hurt. You still don't have Tory Krug as one of your one of your top four. Uh, you've got you've got all the excuses in the book, and I am calling them excuses because it's the playoffs, man. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you, you don't have any any option but to deal with whatever you're dealing with. I mean, that's it. It's not. It's not. It doesn't mean they're not true and they're not real. It just means that nobody cares. I mean, and by that I mean nobody in hockey cares. The other team doesn't care. You know it. It and we understand that. You know we can explain why you're looking bad. I mean, look, Billy Huso does not look ready for this moment. He's had a great year. He played great in the regular season. He does not look ready for this. He's not playing particularly well. Bennington was okay. That's a factor. The other factor that we have to have in our heads as Blues fans. So please buckle up for me, okay? I know this isn't, to me, this is not a controversial thing at all. I'm going to get yelled at by somebody, though. Even before all of that, Colorado is better. They're the better team. 
if both teams are 100% healthy, they are still the better team. Not by a lot. Not, not to the point where the Blues can't hang with them. Of course they could. I said before the series, I picked the Avalanche in six. And I said, but the Blues have every chance to win this series if they do A, B, and C. And they haven't done A, B, and C. And again, I understand some of the circumstances that go into that. I get it when you're banged up. I get it when you don't have the guy you want in net. I get it. But we have to we have to look at all of these things. You're 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 not full strength, and you're missing key guys. And even some of the guys that are back are not really back. They're there, but they're not what they normally are. Obviously, you know you're missing Bennington. The other team is really good, and again trying to be as impartial as I can be. Colorado is the better team, even if you're both 100%. And then throw on top of that, that you're just not executing. You're not executing. You're taking stupid penalties. Hey, look, man, I love David Perron. I love the fact that he's going to stick up for teammates and he went after Nazim Kadri the other night. Like, but that was the wrong time to do it. If you did that the other night... Like, you're mad at a guy because he ran your goalie and you did it right then and there because you're angry? Okay. You're going to take your penalty. You're you're going to the box. But okay, it's the heat of the moment. It's days later. And while you you can appreciate someone wanting to stick up for a teammate... It puts you on a on a it puts you on a on a PK where you're five on three, five against your three, and while they didn't score on the five on three, they scored literally as it expired because you still didn't have everybody out and where they needed to be. And you can't let that get in the way. So, you know, you've got a team that's not executing well, that's not playing crisply, that's not moving the puck well, that's not possessing the puck. And you're going up against a team that's doing things correctly. They're, they're, they're making the plays. They're moving well. They're playing well. They're more healthy than you. All of it. So what do you have to do to avoid elimination tonight? Well, number one, you have to forget about 91 on the other side. You have to. You don't have any choice. Your back is against the wall. You've been too consumed with that. At least it appeared that way, especially in the last game. Now, in fairness, some of that happened when you got down. And like I said, what happens in hockey games in the playoffs when a team is down and they look like they're about to go out, they get mad and they lash out. It's stupid and childish, but I've seen it happen in the playoffs every single year. You get frustrated when you know the end is coming. You get frustrated when you know a team is kicking your ass. I mean, that's true. I'm not trying to do that as a way to be mean to the Blues or anything. I mean, they're not, you know, I'm not, they're trying. They're just not doing it. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to pick on, like, for example, I'm not going to pick on Scott Perunovich. He's a young guy. He's a rookie. Missed a lot of time with injury. But, man, if you're going to try to jump in the middle of the passing lane and make a play, you can't miss. You can't miss because you just gave goal. You just gave Colorado a golden opportunity, and they cashed in on you. You can't make that mistake against this kind of team. And I get where the mistake is coming from. It's an aggressive mistake. It's trying to make something happen. 
but when it when it doesn't work mm, against a team that's going to make you pay, you pay. So tonight, what they have to do is they have to be super sound fundamentally. Here you go. By the way, I'm busting out the book of cliches here. Just so you know. Like, this is like straight out of the coach's handbook. You're going to have to get to the tough areas. You know, get to the front of the net. Cycle the puck. Keep them in their own zone. Keep possession. Avoid the big mistakes. Play the body. What else? <laughs> what else can I throw in there? Uh, eh. Got to support our goalie. Uh, play 200 feet. You know, like, I'm sorry, I'm being a smart ass there. But the truth is, if you're going to have a chance tonight, you have to avoid giving anything away. The abs have to earn it, and they are good enough to earn it, which is the point. I coach young players. I coach young baseball players. And we preach. I mean, I can't tell you. I probably say this every game, especially every game when we perform poorly. You can't give things to the other team. One of the things as you get older, now again, you're younger, you know, you're 12, 13, 14. Of course, you're going to make more mistakes than when you're older. You want to drive home that point so that as they progress, it's a focal point. Okay, got to make the basic plays. Got to make the basic plays. You can't give the other team too many chances. That Because as you get older, that's what, those are the people that keep playing. Those are the players that keep on going. They're the ones that can do those basic things pretty much every time. And I do think it's that simple. Oh, yeah, look, there, there, are, there are more technical details about positioning and timing and being where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there and supporting your team. And Yeah, there are definitely, quote-unquote, hockey fundamentals that go into But, I mean, again, the oversimplification is you have to make the other team do something special, do something good to beat you. You can't give it to them. If you hand it to the to the Avalanche, whether you're giving them a po- bunch of power plays or you're you're turning play, you're turning the puck over in the neutral zone and giving them odd man rushes when you're missing, you know, defenseman's trying to pinch. How many times have we seen that in this series? It didn't always end up in a goal, but boy, you try to pinch and you miss, or you or they get they chip the puck past you and they turn it into a rush. You may not always give up the goal, but you're always in a bad spot. And all of these things are simple, right? I mean. I'm not sitting here, certainly not reinventing the wheel, and I'm certainly not offering you expert analysis. It's the most basic thing. And I think that's what's required tonight. The most basic things getting taken care of. If you're trying to go too far, if you're trying to make the extra play or the special play, or you know, and again, you know, I, the, the Perunovic play stands out to me from the last game because it, I love the aggression, I love the idea, but again, in this in this kind of a series against this kind of an opponent, you can't miss. I'm not saying the Blues have to be perfect to win tonight. I'm saying they have to be sound. You know, the to players always say, we've got to play our game, you know, stick to the game plan. Like, you know, it's all the coach and player speak stuff. Yeah. But when you're not at 100% and you don't have the guy you want in net and you're not really clicking the way you want to the way you survive is with those basics and this is uh, I mean this is it's not it's not a hockey thing I mean this is all sports you know how many times have we heard Adam Wainwright talk about how do you get people out how do you survive when you don't have your best stuff 
You know, how does he get, how does he survive when the breaking ball's not there or it's not as sharp as it normally is or the fastball command's not there? Well, again, it always comes down to the most fundamental things that comes down to throwing strikes with something else. It comes down to not trying to do too much, not being like, well, I don't have my curveball, so I'm going to try to throw 95. Yeah, but you can't. You only throw 91. So a, a good sound game, a fundamentally sound game tonight gives you a shot. You got to limit the opportunities for the abs for sure. You know, I mean, they're they're just too good. And again, I think we can all accept the, the, the reality that this is probably the better team even when you're both at 100%. Again, not by a lot, but I think they are. So... Can you overcome that tonight and send it back to game six in Denver? Yeah. I don't think I feel it. I feel like this is going to get bad tonight, but I hope I'm wrong. All right. More on this situation with uh, Nazim Kadri. And, you know, I think we can do two or three things at once here. Uh, and I think the problem here is with a lot of the analysis that I'm reading about this, this situation is overgeneralized. But in theory, not incorrect. I mean, nobody should be saying horrible things to a professional athlete because they did something in the hockey game that you didn't like. That's so horrific. It's ignorant. It's stupid. And by the way, if, it, if it's in the form of a threat, it's criminal. So where did the Blues as a team get this wrong? Where is some of the reaction to it wrong? And do we, as people that are following the blues and wanting them to win. Do we actually have a complaint about what he did on the play that knocked Bennington out of the series? I don't know. That's really like way down the list of importance on this for in terms of the other things. We'll get into all of that. And the fact that you got to just, you can't let 91 be in your head tonight, man. I mean, we can, we don't matter, but you know, the guys that are skating. So we'll get more on that next on KMOX. All right. First up, before we talk about any of this other serious stuff, I uh, just have to call myself out because uh, I'm sitting here thinking, because I said, I don't remember when in the last segment, I'm like, oh, just force the game back into Denver for game six. Uh, they're in Denver tonight. <laughs> and, you know, I realize this because I'm I'm actually looking at the pregame on TV and I see the uniforms. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? How did I screw that up? Well, yeah, you guys probably know. My, my excuse is I have baseball brain. And, you know, with all the games and all that stuff, it's just, you know, everything kind of bleeds together. So, yeah, you're trying to force a game six back in St. Louis, which would be great. Um, but again, I, I do not have a good feel about tonight. All right, let, let's talk about, I, I think, a few different angles here on uh, the Nazim Kadri story. Uh, one, I think it's okay for hockey fans to be mad about the play that put Jordan Bennington out. I don't think it was intentional in watching it. It was it was definitely a risky move. It certainly led to injury. It was caused by Kadri charging the net. I don't think his, his, his intent was to blow Bennington up, regardless of what his reputation is before. But I think it's okay for sports fans to be mad about that. We don't need to defend the play. His action led to an injury. Doesn't have to be intentional to be a problem, to be frustrating. Hell, to even be a penalty, right? I mean, for God's sake, it's a league where if you leave your stick hanging out to your side, a guy trips over it, it's tripping. It's a penalty. It doesn't matter if you did it on purpose. 
If you lift up your stick as you're turning around and you hit somebody in the face, it's a penalty, whether you meant it or not. So I'm not even, you know, I think it's a, I'm not trying to relitigate the play because I think that's really irrelevant to the conversation we're about to have. But that kind of thing is okay. It's okay to be mad about that. We don't need to bring that into the next level of the discussion, which was how a very small number of people handled that. I don't know the exact number, but I do know that it's a very small percentage of people that follow the blues. They went racist on Nazim Kadri. They went Islamophobe on him. So apparently there was also at least one, probably multiple threats towards him. I think we can all agree that those things are horrific, unacceptable, and again, in the case of the threats, to me, criminal. I mean, if you're making threats to an athlete or anyone, <laughs> threatening violence, even if you don't mean it, even if you're just vent, I'm just venting. No, no, no. That's a crime. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. But that there, there should be punishment for that. I think uh, that that is number one. And I want to say my first part of this is a criticism of Craig Berube and the Blues. When Craig Berube was asked about that on Monday, his no comment was a massive failure. You cannot no comment that. You can't. His, his response to it today was much better, and it should have been what he said on Monday. You can't let those two days pass without addressing that type of story when it's when you're asked about it. So what Craig Berube said today was this. In no way is it acceptable by the St. Louis Blues or anybody else for him to have to go through that. Followed that by saying, being a Native American myself, I've heard it all. I've been around it. In other words, I identify with being singled out for my heritage. Then he followed up to say there's no room for that anywhere. And again, that had to happen Monday. The the response Monday can't be no comment. I I understand where coaches are coming from in a playoff series. You're intense, you're focused, you're trying to blocking out all distractions. You 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 cannot let that slide. When you're asked about it directly, you have to have an answer. And the team has to have an answer. So, yeah, I, I think the Blues screwed up. And I think Craig Berube screwed up. And it makes it look bad because now the people that are, I think, rightly defending Kadri in this, because he shouldn't be facing any of that. Again, if you want to yell at him and boo him and chant, Kadri sucks when he has the puck, go ahead. That's sports. If it goes to this other stuff, everybody involved needs to make it clear that it's not okay. And you can't get lost in the series or lost in your frustration or lost in the anger. You can't get lost. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty clear mistake. And I don't think that anybody... I don't think anybody rational is okay with any of it. I mean, it's horrible. 
And, and, and again, it's happening on social media, which is where a lot of nasty things happen because a lot of people are anonymous on there. People don't know, you don't know who they are, so they feel like they get away with anything. So they say all the terrible things that are either really in their mind or that they think will get under somebody's skin. In either way, you're a horrible person. What I don't like about the next step in the story, because this should be about, hey, let's all, let's, all, let's all step up. We've got Kadri's back here. That should be the response from the Avs, from the Blues, from the NHL, from all of us, really. That should be, that's my response. Hey, man, that's stupid. This is nonsense. No room for that. Not in, no room for that in sports. No room for that ever. That's response number one. That is the priority. You've got that person's back. Show them support. And show them that most of us are not trolls. But there's, a, there's, there, there's also a follow-up part of that conversation, which then becomes, well, of course, it's St. Louis. And I, that part is, is, is almost, it's not, it's not as bad, but it's the same idea. You're taking a group of people based on where they're from and saying, yep, that's what's happening because some idiots on Twitter decided to be racist jerks. That's, it's not 19,150 people at, at Enterprise Center doing that. It's not the, even close to a majority of people that are okay with that. And I don't like that broad brush being painted. But I will say, like I said, the, team, the, the head coach didn't help. And he could have helped. And made this a lot less of a story. It's not, it's not Peruby's fault. But it is his fault that he handled it poorly on Monday. And, you know, no matter what a player's reputation is, no matter, you know, whether they injured one of your guys or not, where they come from, what their heritage is, what religion they are, has nothing to do with that. If you think someone's a jerk, okay. Get on them. But it's not because of any of those other things. And that's the problem that, and, and you know, I, I feel like it's, it's the most obvious lesson. And certainly some people need to learn that lesson. But those people are probably too far gone to even hear that lesson. Because if you're willing to, to say those things publicly or put them out there in a public forum, there's something wrong with you. I'm not saying anyone's beyond redemption, but there's something wrong with you. The whole th- that whole thing is horrible. Now, practically speaking, this is the, the short version of this because it's the least important part. The most important part is everybody stepping up and saying this isn't okay and defending Kadri from all of the nonsense. But the, the, the part that's important for the Blues tonight and whatever games may follow, you can't have him in your head, man. You can't. Because he's killing you. I mean, he's he's making plays left and right. He scored a hat trick the other day, and he's giving it back to the people. And look, he's giving it back to the crowd. Good for him. Hey, when you're when you're kicking ass and taking names, you get to do that. You cannot let him have that that space in your head, because you're then you're out of your game. And obviously, we saw the problems with that in Game Four. All right, stick around. We'll wrap this hour up and get you ready for some baseball talk coming up after the news on KMOX. Getting ready for some baseball talk in the next hour. I want to talk about the rotation uh, and Jordan Hicks' place in it, and we're going to play some of what 
uh, Oliver Marmol had to say last night um, about Hicks' performance and what the team is is going to need and all of that is um, going to be, I think, interesting to follow here in the coming days. We'll talk a bit about the lineup, um, you know, where where everybody's role is at this point, and also, you know, I think we're you know we're we're getting to the stage of the year. We're not that far into it, but we're far enough into it where, you know, what do you do when everybody's healthy? On the offensive side, now you may not ha- may not happen. You never know how that works, right? Guys that are out might stay out longer than you think. Guys that are healthy now may not be healthy in uh, you know a couple of weeks when other guys start to come back. But how does this look when we as we continue to move this forward? Um, you know the the younger guys have contributed quite a bit. Um, it's too bad Carlson went down when he did too because he was having a really good month of May. Uh, but you know. What what do we need positionally? Like, what do you need from this? What do they, what do they need to do to be what everyone wants them to be? And what do we want them to be? I mean, we want them to be the first place team in the division at the end of the year, right? Like, that's the that's the goal. That's the point. Win your division. Probably not as critical as it used to be, right? I mean, you're going to get a three game series either way, unless you're the number one seed. But still, I, I think it's it's a good idea to, you know, try to eliminate doubt, if you would. But, you know, you look at the the standings now, and we'll do this, um, you know, a little bit more detail in the next hour. But, you know, you're, you're three and a half games out of first place coming into this series. So if you have a big weekend, you could be in first place by the end of the weekend. Um, that, that might be asking a bit much. Eh, may not. You never know. Because I, I don't think that Milwaukee is, like, outlapping you the only the only teams in the national league that have a better run differential than the cardinals are the mets and the dodgers now run differential as we've talked about doesn't really tell you the whole story because this is a team that's had the 15 to 1 or 15 to 3 18 run game they've had a bunch of those blowout games that really skew that that's why the offensive numbers look better than they actually are so, yeah, I mean, there's clearly room for improvement. But we'll take a look at where we are. Because where the Blues, where the, the Blues, just got hockey in my head, uh, where the Cardinals are right now is at 43 games. I mean, you're just past the quarter pole. So, you know, you're not far off. And we'll get more into that coming up here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 